Hi, welcome to the Bell Podcast. How's everybody doing today? It's a beautiful day, the sun is shining. I hope you got a smile on your face. And I hope you're drinking water. Gotta take care of yourself. Now, the article we're going to be discussing today is one I felt that got very brushed under the rug. I felt like it wasn't covered a whole lot, but a very important article nonetheless. The title is Depression Not Linked to Chemical Imbalance. Let's begin, shall we? This article was sparked by something I read from TheHill.com that claimed exactly the title. The thought that it's not a chemical imbalance seemed absurd to me, especially because my mother has suffered from depression, and that is what she told me was wrong with her. I mean, I'm sure we all know someone close to us who have suffered from depression and have similar stories. However, scouring different articles and studies, I can only come to one conclusion. Depression is not caused by a chemical imbalance of serotonin. And I would just like to say it's not only my conclusion. There's a lot of much smarter people that, that are saying the same things. Now, let's go back for a little bit. For years, the chemical imbalance theory, or a chemical imbalance of serotonin in the brain, has been widely viewed as the culprit for depression, resulting in the widespread use of antidepressants, or serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which basically are SSRIs. It sort of made sense to people. If depression is caused by a chemical imbalance of serotonin, of course, we should restore the balance of the force and all will be well. This idea came about, many say not coincidentally, in the late 80s with the introduction of Prozac, a drug that appeared to be helpful in treating depression by increasing levels of brain neurotransmitter serotonin. Many believe that the pharmaceutical industry's heavy pushing of the drug and its implications may have led to the decades of misunderstanding the illness. Now, current day. Researchers from University College London conducted an umbrella review of past meta-studies and systematic analyses of depression's relationship to serotonin. This study included tens of thousands of participants, and they found that there was, quote, no clear evidence that serotonin levels or serotonin activity is responsible for depression. I mean, that's a bombshell, guys. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that plays a key role in governing mood, sleep, digestion, and other body functions. So obviously it's very important. It is always difficult to prove a negative, but I think we can safely say that after a vast amount of research conducted over several decades, there is no convincing evidence that depression is caused by serotonin abnormalities, particularly by lower levels of or reduced activity of serotonin. Professor Joanna Moncrief, the study's lead author, said in a statement. She continues, Many people take antidepressants because they have been led to believe their depression has a biochemical cause, but this new research suggests this belief is not grounded in evidence. End quote. Many researchers believe the study calls into question the effectiveness or use of antidepressants. They are not without cause, obviously. Studies analyzed in the review include research comparing levels of serotonin and its breakdown products in the blood or brain fluids, which 
did not find any significant difference between those diagnosed with depression and healthy participants. Researchers also looked at studies where serotonin levels were artificially lowered in hundreds of participants by omitting the amino acid required to make serotonin from their diets. The review found lowering serotonin artificially did not produce depression in the study volunteers. Even further research involved examining gene variation, including gene variation of the serotonin transporter, which is a protein targeted by antidepressants, and found no difference in the genes between people with depression and healthy controls. Other studies examined in the review found the more stressful life events a person experienced, the more likely they were to be depressed. Joanna Moncrief noted, quote, one interesting aspect in the studies we examined was how strong an effect adverse life effects played in depression, suggesting low mood is a response to people's lives and cannot be boiled down to a simple, to a simple chemical equation, end quote. Now, Mitch Prinstein, chief science officer to the American Psychological Association, the most respected psychological organization in the world, said in a statement to Changing America, quote, This research offers analysis to summarize some well-known facts about depression. First, depression is a very heterogeneous disorder. There are many different expressions of depression that come from a wide array of casual factors and present themselves differently from person to person. Second, there is no single treatment approach that works for everyone with depression. So, why, why, end quote, by the way, I apologize. So why is it treated as such sometimes? You know, many doctors are very eager to hand out many SSRIs and, you know, pills in general. Why, why is it seen that, you know, a pill can fix everything? Just a question to ponder. Not really, it wasn't in the article, I just thought. Very interesting. Let's continue. Moreover, research has shown that drug effects are often no better than those achieved via placebo. With a 2009 Northwestern University study, concluding only about 50% of people taking antidepressants actually found relief. A different 2010 study of the literature summarized, quote, meta-analysis of FDA trials suggests that antidepressants are only marginally efficacious compared to placebos and document profound publication bias that inflates their apparent efficacy. The conclusions, the reviewed findings argue for a reappraisal of the current recommended standard of care of depression, end quote. <clears throat> Furthermore, in an article from Harvard Health in January 2022, they began by stating, quote, it's often said that depression results from a chemical imbalance, but that figure of speech doesn't capture how complex the disease is, end quote. They elaborate later saying, quote, to be sure, chemicals are involved in the process but it is not a simple matter of one chemical being too low and another too high. Rather, chemicals are involved working both inside and outside nerve cells. There are millions, even billions, of chemical reactions that make up the dynamic system, which is responsible for your mood, perceptions, and how you experience life in general. 
With this level of complexity, you can see how two people might have similar symptoms of depression, but the problem on the inside, and therefore what treatments will work best, may be entirely different." End quote. They also give respect to the idea that stress plays a role in depression, while also piggybacking off of known data, saying, quote, research shows that the hippocampus is smaller in some depressed people. For example, in one fMRI study published in the Journal of Neuroscience, investigators studied 24 women who had a history of depression. On average, the hippocampus was 9% to 13% smaller in depressed women compared with those who were not depressed. The more bouts of depression a woman had, the smaller the hippocampus. Stress, which plays a role in depression, may actually be a key factor here, since experts believe stress can suppress the production of new neurons, or nerve cells, in the hippocampus." End quote. So, obviously, we don't quite understand all the causes of depression, or the nuances of how they factor into how the illness pre presents itself. However, I believe I've presented enough evidence that we can conclude that SSRIs are not the go-to remedy that we've been led to believe and understand. If you hear your medical professional using the term chemical imbalance to explain depression, you are hearing an untrue explanation, or frankly a sales pitch, not scientific fact. Please look for better quality care. Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I, it was very important to me. You know, as I said, my mother has gone through depression, and I felt kind of, I don't know, personally affected because she's been misdiagnosed, and, or not misdiagnosed, but mistreated, you know, all this time, given medicine that she thought would solve all of her problems, yet, you know, it's obviously not the case. Anyways... I quit rambling. I'll let you guys get back to your beautiful lives. But don't forget to check out our other episodes that we got. They're all awesome, and I think you'll really enjoy them. But have a great day, and don't forget to smile. See you later.